Have you ever gotten halfway through eating a horse and thought, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm not as hungry as I thought I was. Well, don't do that with this episode this week. I don't want you to get through half this episode. I need you to listen to the full episode or at least get halfway through because I don't want you to become like the guy who left his chiropractic appointment halfway through. Now he has to spend the rest of his life looking over his shoulder. (laughs) And I don't want that to happen with you. So please listen. I I just need you to trust me on this. Uh, Stay with me to the end or at least halfway through on this one, and I'll explain why when we get there. But until then, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. What's up, Happy Lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy you did. Now, even though I'm a Mariners fan, I still believe that congratulations are in order for the Texas Rangers. And not only did they win the World Series last week, but it's their first one that they have ever won. And I think that is pretty cool. So way to go. Even though you had to beat my Mariners to get there. (laughs) I think the Mariners might be the only MLB team, only Major League Baseball team that hasn't won or even been to. Maybe it's the only one team that hasn't been to the World Series. And this year, we were close. Man, we get excited in Seattle because it's never happened for us, right? So we were pretty excited, and we had it in our hands. I mean, we had our destiny, our future in our hands, but Houston showed up, and the Texas Rangers showed up, and we just couldn't beat them when we needed to the last couple weeks of the season. And so the Rangers made it through, the Astros made it through, Texas beat the Astros, and they ended up going to this series. And I guess I guess we can at least take some consolation here in Seattle that the team that beat us to get into the series actually won the series. So I guess we can say we lost to the champions there. But it would have been nice if we did make it to the World Series. At least one of these days, it would be nice. It's not an easy thing to do, but we are well overdue here in Seattle. But even so, congratulations are in order for you Texas Rangers and the fans of the Texas Rangers. So way to go, way to win your first World Series. But the reason I'm here today is to talk about one of the main reasons why Texas won, let alone why they made it to the big game in the first place. It's the same reason, actually, why the Arizona Diamondbacks made it to the series as well. But the reason why Texas won, the reason why they got there, the reason why the Diamondbacks got there, And honestly, I think it's the reason why every major win, every team at the end of the season, if they make it to the big game, to that world championship, and if they win it, it's for one reason. I think they all have the same reason. When a team wins the big game, it's often because they've got skilled returning veteran players. Every team's got the younger athletes. They may be the ones that make all the the news, the headlines and stuff like that. But all those younger players, they still need the wisdom and the maturity of the veteran players. Because 
a team is simply better with veterans on it, with players that have been around a while. Now, I don't know how many managers know this. They probably all do, but I don't hear a lot about it. And I know I'm just a fan, right? I don't know. I think it's smart for us to realize that we don't know what the managers know. And so it's easy for us to sit back in our recliners and say, why did you call that play? Right? But we don't know the whole picture. I'll I'll admit that. But this is an attribute that I think a lot of veterans have that isn't talked a lot about. To prove my point, I mean, oftentimes, like at least for the NFL, they have the combine, right? But they have a time when when all these players will show up that want to make it into, you know, the big leagues, right? And they, they're, te- they're tested there. They're timed there. They're seeing how fast they can run. They can see how far they can throw a ball, how far, you know, how well they catch a ball. Or All these different physical attributes are tested at these combines. And if they don't have a combine for the sport, then they're tested on, you know, they're looked at when they're playing their games in college or high school or whatever, or the minor leagues are looked at and see how fast do they run. Right? How well can they field a ball? How well can they catch? How far can they throw? All these things. But they never have something in there that tests how well a player gets along with other players. And that's what a true veteran brings to the table. I mean, I think one of the reasons why the Rangers won the way they did is because they had a pitcher on there. Was his name Will Smith, I think it was? And he's the only player that's ever done this in any professional sport. He won three championship rings three years on a row with three different teams. Can you imagine the confidence that he exudes when he's in the locker room? We don't talk about that locker room presence very much. At least we don't test it. But I think a veteran that's been around a while and he's in the locker room, he adds something. He adds a confidence. Even the manager for the Texas Rangers, what's his name? Bocce, I think it was. Great manager of baseball. Went into retirement. The Rangers came after him after he'd been retired, what, for a couple years, something like that? This guy had some saltiness about him, if that's the word. He had some seasoning about him. He's been around the league a while. So a team is better when it's got veterans on it. I've been surprised on more than one occasion when one of my teams that I love so much, when their star player, when their player that you know the media always highlights and they make all the headlines when they're traded or when they retire. Or when they're not in there anymore. And I think, how in the world are we going to do anything? How are we going to win? And sometimes, oftentimes, the team is better when they leave. Because that player might have been around a while, but he's not the veteran player I'm talking about. In the locker room, he added attitude. He, and a lot of these guys, when they get traded, also now they got a good attitude because it's a new team. But the team that they were on in a, for a while, right, they just kind of have this attitude. And I tell you what, that wears off on you. When that attitude is in the locker room, it rubs off. And I, I don't know if people ignore that or people just don't know that it's there or, or what the deal is. But, man, some of these diva mentalities, these diva, so what? They're faster, bigger, stronger, whatever. Maybe I just know enough here to make me dangerous. I know. I, I know I don't know everything by any means. I'm not even close. But a lot of these players that can hit the ball farther, throw the ball farther, catch the ball better, when they've got this raunchy diva mentality in the locker room, it's not a team. I like how the NLB.com put it, quote, no one player can win or lose a championship. Every roster spot is its own cog. You can't hit a six-run homer. Neither Ted Williams nor Barry Bonds, we remind you, won a World Series. 
But that doesn't mean one player can't make all the difference in a series. Sure, Corbin Carroll and Corey Seager, the best player on each of the teams in this World Series, need to perform for their teams to win. But it's the other guys, the ones who don't show up in every game promo, who will be the players on which this series hinges. And then they go on to talk about who these veteran players are from both teams and how they need to show up for them to win. Remember, we talked about a couple episodes ago about the spoken word, the the poem that I did. So go ahead. Cheer for the strange thinkers on the screen. But don't miss the life changers, the ones in front of you. They are the real things. Don't miss the real changers, the ones in front of you. Oftentimes, the real changers are the ones that are invisible. And you don't get credit. People don't get a whole lot of credit for Man, they bring a lot to the locker room because that's not seen as as a, a big talent, but it's a huge talent. For a team to be successful, they need veterans. Not only is a team better with veterans on it, but for them to be successful, they need to have veterans that aren't the diva mentality. Because in my opinion, nobody wins the big game without veterans. I mean, I'd love to see anybody try to find a time when a superstar won the big game. When it was just about the superstar, they all had veterans somewhere in there when they make it to the big game. So with all that said, and this is what I wanted you to listen all the way through was up to this point right here. All that being said, let me just say this. All these veteran ball players that I'm talking about highlighting, let me say this. <laughs> Would you just say it already? Okay, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. <laughs> Happy Veterans Day. What? Isn't Veterans Day about ballplayers? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. You're crazy. <laughs> I know Veterans Day isn't about ballplayers, right? It's about veterans. It's about those that fight for their country, that go overseas, that do all the hard work, that go through the boot camp, that sign up years of their life to protect their country. That's the veterans that we're talking about here. But there is a link here. In the same way that veteran ballplayers make their team better, veterans, those that fight and serve their country, make their country better. No, he said a team is better with veterans on it. I would say a country is better when there's veterans in it. We said for a team to be successful, they need veterans. I would say for a country to be successful, they need veterans, not just to protect their country, but we need their maturity. We need their quote unquote, their locker room presence back here in the States A person that stands and fights for the country, that has your six, that goes through great sacrifice to fight for us, we need that maturity. They're the ones that don't panic when all the noise is going on because they've seen a lot worse. When a lot of the drama is going on, these veterans are the ones that keep us stable, in my opinion. So in the same way a team needs to be successful, they have to have veterans. I would say that for a country to be successful They need veterans. And lastly, we talked about nobody wins the big game without veterans. And I would say nobody wins the big game of life without veterans in their lives. Those that have stood up for them, that have fought for them, that have salt to them, that when we panic, that's someone that we can go to and say, what in the world can we do? Please help. We can't win the big game of life, in my opinion, without veterans. Those that are willing to stand up for us, to fight for us, to protect us. So happy Veterans Day. I think we need to give these veterans some salve. According to the dictionary, salve is an ointment used to promote healing of the skin or as protection. That's what they do for us. 
They protect us. And I think we should do the same for them. That's the noun definition of salve. The verb definition is to, quote, soothe wounded pride or one's conscious. And according to Google, salve is anything that soothes, mollifies, or relieves. And mollify means to appease the anger or anxiety of someone. And I think of all the people that have come over from fighting for their country, how they have this anxiety oftentimes, PTSD, right? Anger. It's not easy to be a veteran. And so I want to mollify that. So I want to bring a salve that will appease the anger or anxiety of someone. To reduce the severity of something, to soften, that's what mollify means. When someone goes through boot camp, let alone war, serving in a country, in another country, relief, soothing, healing, protection, appeasing anger and anxiety is exactly, in my opinion, what is needed. At least it's exactly what I want to give. So I thought we could apply some salve today and soften some of the severity, pain, loneliness, anxiety, and so forth of our veterans. I think it's the least we can do for these modern-day heroes. In this last week, after Halloween, we had All Saints Day, which was created in the 8th century to acknowledge and celebrate all saints, known and unknown. And I think a lot of these veterans, like the veteran ball players, that don't always get highlighted in the newsreels, but are needed, I think a lot of these veterans, honestly, are saints that are unknown, that are invisible, and yet they're the ones that make the huge difference. So let's apply some SAV, S-A-L-V-E, SAV. And this is an acronym. To give them SAV means to salute and love veterans everywhere. S-A-L-V-E. Let's start by talking about the salute. Did you know that the salute emoji was added to the Unicode just recently? Just a couple years ago, it was added. Unicode is the standard used so that we can communicate across all language barriers just to try to simplify that down as simple as I can. In the same way that they added the salute emoji a couple years ago, I think we should add the salute to our Unicode as well. Code is in what's ingrained in us. I mean, you've heard of a code of ethics or of code of conduct, right? Both are sets of professional standards that guide the behavior of an organization's members. And we should add the salute emoji to our Unicode of conduct, to our code of conduct, our code of ethics, our code of living. The code is basically what we commit to do. When they commit to this code of conduct, this code of living, it's what we commit to. And we should commit to saluting the heroes who have stood up for us and even fought for us and for our freedom. That's the code part. Let's talk about the UNA, as in Unicode, uni as in universal. It's something that we all should do, the Unicode. Now, I realize that there are probably some people that hate war or believe it's a terrible way to solve conflict, and maybe this episode is just making you a little, <laughs> upsetting you a little bit. That's why I wanted you to listen at least halfway through or, or to the end for this reason. I get it. I think war is a terrible way to solve a conflict too. I don't know all the answers. I know I don't like war. I know I hate it. But I think we should still put salute in our Unicode for our veterans. Because these people have signed up, they've sacrificed, and they fought for us. Not just for them 
for us. They are serving their country. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it at all when people fight, whether it's physical or verbal. And it's funny to me, by the way, how some people can be so anti-war, but they're anti-war and they use these words that destroy more than any weapon ever would or as much as any weapon ever would. (laughs) So instead of using guns, they use their words. What about these people out there that are anti-gun rights? It's an opinion that people have to have guns or not have guns. The point I'm making is if there are people out there that are anti-guns, but they use their words to destroy people, then what in the world is the difference? Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never harm me. And we know that that's a farce. That's why we make fun of that. Words sometimes are way worse. So we say, we don't want war. We don't want guns. And I'm not saying I'm on one side or the other, but I'm saying don't fight that with your words right? Don't say the fighting is wrong and then use your words to destroy people harder than fists or weapons ever would have. So like I said, I don't like it when people fight, whether it's physical or verbal. But that being said, if someone got hurt fighting or sticking up for me, I will be indebted to them. There's no higher compliment when someone will fight for you, when they'll stick up for you, when they'll stop the bullies, whether they're verbal or physical, from coming to attack you. So I will salute them. In fact, I'm saluting you veterans right now. Literally, as I'm recording this, I am saluting you. Because I think the salute is the ultimate sign of respect. The other time we salute is when we're trying to block the sun so we can see. We put our hand up there to block the sun so we're not blinded, so we can see almost like a sunscreen, which is basically a salve, a protection from the harmful rays of the sun. Many of these veterans have put their lives on the line to block tyranny and terrorism from us so that we can see clearly, so that we can live freely. I think they deserve to be saluted back. I think they deserve to be protected from the harmful rays of toxic human opinions. That's something that we can do. We all support Veterans Day in word, but I think supporting it in deed is even more important. So that's why I want to apply the SAV today. I want to salute and love veterans everywhere. S-A-L-V-E, SAV. Salute. S-A-L-U-T-E. Salute, acknowledge, love, understand, thank, empathize. S-A-L-U-T-E, salute. Now, notice I didn't say salute because it's a salute with an E, not a P. The E stands for empathize, right? Empathize, not pity. Empathy and pity may seem similar, but they are completely different. Our veterans, they don't want pity. I like what this person said in themighty.com. Quote, I don't want your pity. I want your empathy. I want you to listen to my feelings and what's going on and validate them. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I don't need you to feel sorry for me. I just need you to do what you would do for any friend going through a hard time. Listen and love me, end quote. So here are a few ways that we can salute, give respect to our veterans, that we can salute, acknowledge, love, understand, thank, and empathize. S-A-L-U-T-E. And I got a lot of these ideas from the NVF, the Natural Veterans Foundation website. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Five ways that we can help. Transportation, visitation, 
eradication, homification, and donation. First of all, transportation. These are simple. To support our veterans indeed, here's a way we can do it, not just in word, not just an attitude, right? Because many veterans need transportation to get medical and health appointments. The Veterans Administration, the VA, actually has a volunteer transportation network. We'll leave that link in our show notes as well. They, they also take donated vehicles to help these vets out, get them to their appointments. Two, visitation. To me, it seems hard to believe, let alone swallow this, but many of these heroes, believe it or not, don't get a lot of visitors, and that breaks my heart. So what they could use visitation. One of the highest ways we could salute them is by visiting them. And if you go to va.gov, 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 you can find a list of VA facilities. We'll leave that exact link in our show notes as well. And the good news is you don't have to be a great conversationalist, a great talker. You just have to show up and ask questions. If you ask questions and then simply listen, it's one of the best things that you could do. They have a lot of stories that they could talk about. We just need to ask questions about them, about their life, not even necessarily about their service. But if we ask questions, then simply listen. I can't imagine anything greater honor than that, a better way to salute than that. And here's another idea. And you're going to want to check with the facility first, but bring your pet along if you have one, unless they're one of those pets who like to feast on human flesh. (laughs) But... Bring your pet along if the if the facility will allow it because animals give a lot of emotional support and even bring physical benefits. The Mayo Clinic says, quote, animal-assisted therapy can significantly reduce pain, anxiety, depression, and fatigue in people with a range of health problems. That's what I call SAV. Three, eradication. It's time to eradicate homelessness joblessness, eviction, and foreclosure. Because this is another, believe it or not, many veterans face foreclosure, eviction, and homelessness. They fought for our country. They stood up for us. They fought for us. And now many of them face foreclosure, eviction, and homelessness. So if you want to help in that area, you can volunteer with the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. You can also provide financial assistance to veteran organizations. I'll also leave links for these in the show's description as well. So you got ways to help. You've got transportation, visitation, eradication, and homification. Many veterans, particularly those who have been injured or have a disability, could use help with simple household chores and even home repairs. And lastly, donation. I know we just mentioned this a second ago, but just let me say that a lot of veterans organizations depend on volunteers to help them keep their costs down. If they don't have volunteers, they can't do what they need to do to help our veterans. And speaking of veterans organizations, this is really cool. There is actually a Wikipedia page with a list of veterans organizations by country. We'll leave that link in the show notes but I'm sure you could just search veterans organizations and Wikipedia and find it online pretty easily. And you can also donate your time and your area of expertise free of charge to a veteran, including offering a home cooked meal or your favorite homemade cookies or snacks, right? Even opening up your home, if you so desire to bring them in and and give them a home cooked meal that takes it to the next level. Just check out feedourvets.org, feedourvets.org. 
there you can find veterans who would benefit from your generosity, from your cooking, from whatever it is that you are good at. And I can almost guarantee, even if you aren't a great cook, when you offer it to a hero like one of our vets who doesn't get a whole lot of home-cooked meals, a whole lot of visitation, a whole lot of attention, (laughs) you will quickly become the chef of your dreams and even greater. I mean, I think you become like the greatest chefs won't experience what you would experience by offering something like this to our veterans. And there's so many more ways that we can help. If you want more information on how to support the veterans in your area, there's a helpline called Lifeline for Vets. The number is 888-777-4443. Nope, didn't make it up. That's that easy to remember. 888-777-4443. You can also go to vetnet at nvf.org, and I will leave that in the show notes as well. Our world's a better place because of the veterans that are in it. Veterans, thank you for helping us win. Thank you for adding the flavor and the maturity that you do. Thank you for sticking up for us, for fighting for us, to having our back. I want you to know we salute you. I hope this brings some salve to your emotional and physical self. Someone happy and you will be happy too. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't always perfect, but that doesn't mean it can't be happy. Steve Ace.